If you want to be forgiven for your sins, you need to repent. Me? Repent? What do I need to repent of? What is repentance anyway? Those are great questions. We're going to see in today's episode that repentance is far more than just being sorry for one's sin. Repentance, true repentance, godly repentance, is changing your life. The New Testament tells us that John the Baptist came preaching a gospel of repentance for the remission of sins. Can you imagine what would happen if John were resurrected today and still preached a gospel of repentance? I can almost hear it now. The chorus of derision. You can't tell me what to do. It's my body. It's my life. It's my future. Does that sound familiar? Is that what God wants for your life? Let's have a conversation today about this society in the light of the Bible's authority. And in the end, is sin something to be ashamed of? Is there even such a thing as sin? Do we need to repent of our sins? I'll bet if John the Baptist were alive today, he'd ask the question, whatever happened to repentance? I mentioned earlier about the commission that John the Baptist was given. I actually would like to read that from the pages of the Bible because I think it helps explain what it was that he was supposed to be preaching and why. We can find it in Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. It says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. John was sent before the first coming of Jesus Christ. So how was John to prepare people to come to Jesus Christ? That's explained in verse 4 and 5. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him, and they were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John the Baptist's job was to prepare the people to meet Jesus Christ, and that preparation was through the preaching of repentance. But once Jesus Christ came, was there a need any longer to repent? Even Jesus himself preached repentance. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. After he was crucified and resurrected, did that do away with the need to repent? Let's look at Peter's inspired first sermon on that fateful day of Pentecost. We find that in Acts chapter 2, where he is speaking to those that are gathered at that time. And in verse 36, he states the following, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The people that were gathered there who heard this sermon came to realize that they were responsible for the death of Jesus Christ, the Messiah that they had been waiting for all this time. And there's no excusing ourselves today either. We also are responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. So what was Peter's instruction after they asked him, what should we do? Did Peter say, 
All you need to do is come as you are, or all you need to do is believe in Jesus. No, verse 38 states specifically what Peter said needed to happen. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us that we need to repent. John the Baptist told us that we needed to repent. After the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Peter told us that we needed to repent. But what exactly is repentance? Repentance involves real change in a person's life. The Apostle Paul described it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Starting in verse 9, he says the following, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. Godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. He's explaining that there's two types of sorrow. There's a sorrow that you were caught in your sins, but there's a sorrow that leads to godly repentance. And in verse 11, he describes what that type of repentance looks like. Verse 11, for observe this very thing, that you sorrowed in a godly manner. And he'll describe this. What diligence it produced in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. And what vindication. Look at each of these as we go through this. What diligence it produced in you. When you realize that you have sin in your life and that you need to get that sin out of your life, you have that diligence to make sure that you do what you can to get that out. What clearing of yourselves. It's like you're sweeping the house clean. You're trying to get to the place where that sin is no longer in your life. You vehemently desire to do that. What indignation. Have you ever had a sin in your life that you're so irritated at yourself that you have that in your life that you want that gone? And then it says, what fear? You know, sometimes we look at the sin in our lives and we think, how do I get rid of this? And we might be fearful of it. But Paul is telling us that if we go through this process, it will lead to godly repentance. What vehement desire. I desire to get rid of that sin. I desire to get myself where I need to be. And then finally, what zeal to change and what vindication. In the end, when we go through this process, we're vindicated. We win. If successful, in the end, in God's eyes, we have our sins forgiven. Perhaps some of you, though, are saying to yourselves, well, yes, but that was 2,000 years ago. Maybe they needed it then, but we don't need that anymore. Let's look at what the Bible tells us in prophecy about the attitude of people just prior to the return of Christ. Revelation chapter 9, starting in verse 20, details this. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the work of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see, nor hear, nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, or their sorceries, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Repentance, it seems, won't be valued by many in the end. I read an article recently that asked the question, does sin even exist anymore? This was on a Christian website, and the author's answer was no. After Jesus died for our sins, he said, sin no longer even exists. 
he would tell us that what replaced it is love. Since Jesus died for our sins, is there still a need for repentance? I want to read a short section from our booklet, Change Your Life. This is published by the Church of God Worldwide Association, the sponsor of Life, Hope, and Truth. It says, The Apostle John summed up sin, repentance, and God's forgiveness this way. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. It's quoting from 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. God will forgive our sins when we admit them to Him and humbly seek forgiveness. But what happens if we stubbornly decide that we don't need to repent of our sins? Continuing in this booklet, If we do not repent, we cannot be forgiven or receive the gift of eternal life. We would receive the penalty of death, which we deserve. But if we submit to God as He leads us to repentance, He will forgive and provide the help we need to change and prepare for eternal life as his sons and daughters. Whatever happened to God's call to repentance, it's still needed, even if most ignore it today. Look around you. Look at the pull of this society on people. Look at the pull on your life, pulling you away from God's word. The words in your Bible are real, and they are relevant. Don't pass up the opportunity to learn more about real repentance. You can download our free booklet, Change Your Life, at lifehopeandtruth.com. Because the truths of God's Word and godly repentance will change your life. It's been a pleasure sharing this time with you today. On this episode of Life, Hope, and Truth Presents, I'm Phil Sandilands.